Hi, and welcome to Girl Walks Into a High School, the podcast where we talk about teen TV. I'm, what? Every fucking time. Teen TV. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's, it's fine. Out. I'm editing it out. Um, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Dana, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ari. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm okay. I actually feel a little, like, emotional today, so we'll, we're just oh, going to see how this is go. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I always feel emotional when talking about Boy Meets World, so I understand, but maybe I don't understand. Maybe this is, like, real emotion and not Corey and Topanga-related emotion. It's not real emotion. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's just, you know, we're going to see. It's it's maybe more it's Teen Wolf emotion. Oh. Would you like to talk about Teen Wolf at the start, or would you like to wait until the end? Because I know you like have things to, to say. i like to wait until the end. But I would like to wait until right now to talk about the OC a little bit because okay. <laughs> okay. I, have, <laughs> I have been watching. I did continue oh, watching it. Interesting. Because you were very, very like, whatever, when we when we filmed our episode. I, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, um, I think it's just, you know, it's just an easy show to watch. And the more you watch it, the more you want to watch it. I love that sentence I just said. The more you watch, the more you want to watch it. Yeah. Um, so I know, so I texted Dana saying, telling her that during an episode, Sandy Cohen, the dad, sings more than once. Like she on sent stage. this to me to cheer me up because I was having a bad day. And so she was and like, well, if it, it makes you feel better. <laughs> and Sandy, did it work? It worked completely. I love him. You know, We all know how I feel about him. They were, like, really sexy, like, jazzy songs. And I was, like, my mind was exploding. Sandy, let me burrow into those eyebrows. I tell ya. What a dream boat. The lips is that what gets me. Um, But, no, this other thing I wanted to tell you about, because I just think it's really funny. So, on the OC, particularly Summer is, like, obsessed with this show called The Valley, which is, like... It's the OCs, the OC, you know, oh like it's, it's them making fun of themselves. Um, and they actually like meet an actor that like is supposed to be an actor on the Valley. And who is it? Oh, it's um, Tom Hanks's son. Colin Hanks? Colin Hanks. Yeah. And he's like an actor on the Valley and he's like kind of a jerk. But I just think it's so funny because. Um, well, Colin Hanks one- was in a movie called Orange County. He's obsessed with SoCal. He's obsessed with Southern California. I tell ya. I love Colin um, Hanks. He's so good in season one of Fargo. Have you seen that? No, I've been meaning to. I really Ugh, he's great in it. And season two of Fargo is one of the best ep- seasons of television ever. But he's not in that one, so that's not the point. Well, that's what I've heard on My Favorite Murder. So, like, mm, I believe mm-hmm. it. I mean, I believe it if just you said it, too. But, like, I definitely believe it. Yeah, I understand. I so, would yeah. believe Karen and Georgia over me, too. <laughs> I'd be yeah, like, well, if they say it, it must be true, because Dana's a yeah. crazy person. <laughs> so I just thought it was, like, really meta that they, like, have that show, and I thought it was really funny. But then also there's this one point where you just, like, like someone's watching it, and you can hear it. And um, at one point, you just hear um, some character just be like, I just don't feel like I, I fit in here in Tarzana. <laughs> Which is, like... Funny for two reasons, okay? It's funny for two reasons. Number one, Tarzan is, like, the smallest fighting, like, okay, to put it, like, in context for you, like, this isn't going to work for everybody else, but it would basically be, like, saying, I just don't feel like I fit in here in Katati. Like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> the smallest place and it's like in the valley there's really like no difference between like one like town and the other you know it's like it's kind of a grid just like in Manhattan and it like one place just rolls into the next so like saying you don't fit in in Tarzan is like just the most specific like thing I just don't think that I fit in here in the East Village <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like I don't even understand uh, I don't feel like I fit in here in like this suburb of Antonio, Texas. Like, it's so specific. The other reason why I thought it was so funny is because I live in Tarzana. No. It's like really like specific towards me. It was like the, the it was like a joke that was like written for me. I feel but, like. But Arielle, here's my question. Yeah. Do you feel like you fit in in Tarzana? Honestly, like with the street parking, no. See? <laughs> like, they people, knew. Like, don't live here there's no parking (laughs) so I just thought it was really funny I wanted to bring that up that is funny um yeah Seth Cohen continues to deliver because he's a king he's the greatest he's a beautiful beautiful king (laughs) okay so let's get into like the meats of this episode excellent so today um I know that on our last episode we uh the bull type also just keeps getting better and better so good so good oh you guys that whole season so beautiful anyway love the bull type much love to the bull type I I I found that like since starting watching it I've been trying to make my voice sound more like Sutton's voice (laughs) well I mean we can all only hope to be as incredible as Sutton but whatever She's perfect. So, anyway, um, so in our last episode, we said we were going to do our top five. Fa- in our boy. last episode, we said that we were going to do our top five Boy Meets World moments. Top five. And the top five. Anyway. We're going to do it. We're going to do our top five. You know what I mean? Who cares? Anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God, we're losing listeners by the minute. We're hemorrhaging listeners. Anyway. I love um, All tens and tens of listeners. Um, <laughs> we decided over the course of... Uh, the time that we recorded to now that we were going to do our top five funny moments and our top five general moments. Um, I don't know if this happened for you, but my, I just kind of made it like basically my top five serious moments. And then my top five funny moments kind of is what it became without me really intending to, but whatever. Uh, It should go saying, at least for me, that these are completely arbitrary. If I had 10 more minutes, if I had 10 more days, I, this list could be completely different. I think some would stay, but this is right now how I'm feeling, so there's plenty of room for error. Okay, no, I'm pretty, like, definitive on my list. Oh, my God, incredible. I have a it's feeling crazy. that you're going to get really mad at me about a couple of things. No, like, there's, dude, there's so many moments, like, there's so many just generally good moments in in the show that, like... Oh, so many. It was really hard to whittle like, down. I have honorable mentions. <laughs> all over the place <laughs> like, okay my my top list like in general like also has some funny moments um but then I also have like the top funniest so yeah it's it we we made these lists independently I don't know what's on Ariel's list she doesn't know what's on my list we're just gonna go back and forth um they're not ranked um I I did an, an arbitrary ranking of them but I I don't think it's necessary um, so it's it's just five general. One of them could be the funniest. Maybe maybe we'll give ourselves a, a lightning round competition where we pick the funniest or something. I don't know. But 
What if our lists are exactly the same? I actually think there's going to be a lot of overlap. And I try, I, one of the reasons I think you're not going to be, you're going to be like, why did you pick that? Is because I wanted to pick things. I wanted to avoid things I thought you would pick. So there's a couple I couldn't get away with. Like I had to put them on, but there's, there's one particular thing that I left off my lists that I think you're going to be like, how could you leave that off the lists? Okay. We will see. But we'll Ooh. see. I also tried for a little bit of diversity. I wanted to put as many characters as possible in because it was getting a little repetitive. I found oh. a lot of like through lines. I tried to not make it the Eric Matthews show, but what, what right. can you do? It is the Eric Matthews show in certain yeah. areas. It really definitely becomes the Eric Matthews show. Anyway. Yeah. Do you okay. want to start with general or funny? I think, do you want to do gen- general and then we'll go to funny? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I want to start. Okay. My number, arbitrarily number one top moment is... Topanga's dance, her interpretive dance. Is this on your list? It's on my list. Donut okay. in the sky. Dude, I have it all written down. Season, season one, episode four, Corey's alternative friends. And this is actually the first episode that she shows up. It is her first episode. It's true. So, okay, here we go. Sun, the orb, the one, donut in the sky, space, big gaping place. Without, within, our skin, <laughs> donut in the sky, freon, fluorocarbon, humpback whale, so veiled, exhaust, is all lost, donut in the sky. I mean, Fucking art. Snaps. And, and while she's doing that, she's putting the lipstick on her face. And then later yeah. in that episode, uh, she, they, she's Corey's first kiss. And later in the series, actually, when I was re-watching things... There's there's an episode in season seven, which is the last season, where Corey's like, you're not the old Topanga anymore. And she starts doing them. And like at the end of the episode, she starts doing the moves and then she puts the lipstick on her face. And she's like, I'm always in here, baby. And it's inc- it's incredible. Like what an introduction to a character. Yep, that's yeah. on my list. That's so I funny. Think that, like I was just reading up to find another quote. And I think that might be in the last like either the second to last or the last episode of the show. So definitely like bookends. Yeah. It's incredible. It's an incredible, it's an incredible introduction to an incredible character. Um, there's so many good Topanga moments. Her her speech about being the first female president when she cuts her hair. Uh, oh, yeah. th- there's an amazing episode that I wanted to include, but I thought I was getting a little too serious. Where she and Corey fall asleep while they're filming a video and everyone decides to spread a rumor calling Topanga a slut. And it's all about slut shaming, which is incredible. Like oh, to, I don't remember that at all. Oh, my God. It was banned from the Disney Channel because it was too provocative. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's she's a character who has just so much going on for her, and I love her. And that is the one of the greatest introductions to a character ever. Oh. She sells um, it. She love actually, I might bring up Girl Meets World a couple times because I've seen, like, fine. It also happened. We can't pretend it didn't. Exactly. Um... Uh, there's um, an episode where Riley, like, uh, kind of, like, wants to take on, like, this different personality, and she dresses like a Harajuku girl, and then, like, separately from that, I don't know, for some reason, Topanga puts on, like, her, like, like a hippie outfit, something that she would wear, like, when she was 11, like, during her first episode of Boy Meets World, and they, like, run into each other, and they see each other in, like, these weird clothes, and... Uh, Riley's like, is this you? And she's like, yeah, like this, I'm always, this is like me on the inside. And so they bring it back again with Girl Meets World. And she's like, 
Well, okay. What's okay? What's yours? Okay. Well, okay. So my next one, I'm one down. Um, oh my God, I feel like I'm so serious. Uh, season four, episode twenty-one, cult fiction. Sean's speech to Mr. Turner after he gets in the motorcycle accident. Oh my God. When he's like, when he's like, my mom left my dad and then my dad left. Don't blow me off, John. And he, and he, and that episode is really interesting because he joins a cult to try to find a family and to try to find love. And then Mr. Turner gets in the motorcycle accident and he, he, I just think it's an incredible moment for Sean's character. And Sean was always my favorite. And, um, I think that, that a lot of the moments that I picked, I'm realizing, are really about the journey to adulthood and the journey to maturity that these characters take. And to me, that that was that was a really incredible moment for Sean's character, and I just really love it. And it always makes me cry. And I, I think it was really bold in the fourth season of a teen show when these kids were ostensibly like 16 to, ha- to take something so seriously on. I loved it. I love, I love in, in TV the trope of like, um, and Teen Wolf does this too, like, best friends and they're at some point they're like no we're not best friends we're brothers and that happens in that episode too when Corey's like because the whole cult thing is like they always give each other hugs and Corey's like no that's not a hug this is a hug oh and that's, that's right yeah oh. and that was the point I mean I, maybe not in the show but like for me that was when it was like okay like they're more than just best friends like Sean's part of their family and that's just I have, like I have goosebumps because now I'm remembering that scene where he's like this is a hug this is what you <laughs> give to someone who loves you and yeah. And then and then right. he goes in and he says and and that's the last time that we see Mr. Turner if I recall. And it's a it's just an incredibly beautiful moment in in Corey and Sean's friendship and in Sean's trajectory as a person and I I really love it. Yeah. Well, that's the last that's the last time we see him in Girl Meets World, yeah. Oh, Mr. Turner is in Girl Meets World? Yeah. He he survived. A- he he recovered? Yeah. Oh, that's he- excellent news. He um, plays a, like a school like district official, or you know, like one of those people who works in the school districts. Wow, I'm so glad that he's still with us. Yes, that's, he's okay. That's great news that. about Mr. Turner, you guys. <laughs> you heard it here last. <laughs> Update that you Not. never knew you needed, or probably already knew. <laughs> okay, so my turn. Are you ready? Yeah. So that's not on your list, I'm assuming. It's not, but it is such a good moment. Okay. I have another really intense Sean moment on my list. Oh my God. I have a few oh. intense Sean moments. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so this is going to contrast your intense moment. Okay, so this is Corey, probably in like season two. Sorry, I don't have like episodes, but like um, Corey explaining to a substitute teacher how babies are born. Do you remember this? No. Okay, this is what he says. Um. <clears throat> The man's got the sperm and the woman's got the egg. Now, once a month, the egg slides down the Philippine tube towards the uterus. The first sperm to reach the egg wins. It gets a medal, it's born, you name him Corey, you push him out the door, and nothing makes sense for the rest of his life. (laughs) I just love it so much. That's (laughs) such a great distillation of Corey. Yeah, like that's totally like him when he was a kid. (laughs) I mean, seriously, he's... (laughs) He's such a good character. I had I I always was kind of like, "Ugh, Corey, whatever, Corey." Rewatching episodes for this, I was like, "Corey's the fucking best." And the first season is that that's in season two. You said, I think it's in season two. Yeah, yeah. 
the the first couple seasons of that show without all the Corey and Topanga stuff, without all the kind of like buddy comedy stuff that they did is so good. There's a yes. lot of really good episodes in the first couple of seasons where Corey goes on like game shows and stuff and yeah. has to buddy up with Mr. Feeney a lot that are amazing. <laughs> and nothing makes sense for the rest of his life. Exceptional. Yeah. I feel like the first couple of seasons of Boy Meets World is not a show that would be on TV today. Because it's just, like, like it doesn't really have this, like, big premise. It's just, like, a boy in middle school and his friends and his teacher and his family. Well, it was and, like, coming off of, like, the era in with, like, Seinfeld, right? Where, like, the whole thing was shows about nothing. Like, there was – now we need, like, a premise. Yeah, we need, like, a huge premise. Like, this girl is a robot or, like, you know, whatever. This um, teen is a wolf. Yeah, this teen is a wolf. This teen is a robot. This teen is a comic book character. This um, teen. Yeah. But um, it, I think it's also coming from uh, his brother's show, The Wonder Years, which oh. was not dissimilar, you know? And it's kind of funny that they were brothers and they had iconic shows like this. The Wonder you know? Years is so beautiful. I, okay, confession, I actually haven't seen an episode of The Wonder Years. I just, like, know it, that it exists. That's okay. It came out at a very weird time for people our age because we were, like, babies when it was out. And yeah. this was really before reruns were a super big thing. I ended up watching it because I was one of those really delightful children who watched a ton of Nick at Night. And for oh, whatever yeah. reason, The Wonder Years was always on Nick at Night. And it came on after I want to say happy days when I was a kid. And so it just kind of was on a lot. And my mom loved it. So I ended up watching it a, a lot. It's beautiful. Just beautiful. That's cool. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Um, I, um, no, that's a Sean one. I'm going to skip around for a second. Okay, great. <sighs> Another sad one. God, I'm such a wet blanket. Um, I think it might actually be, in a weird way, the best moment of the series, and it's the last moment of the series, it's Mr. Feeney's final lines. When yeah. they, they, in episode 23 of season seven, Brave New World, wherein they all, all the students, Corey, Topanga, Sean, and Eric, go to Mr. Feeney's classroom in the high school that Mr. Feeney's randomly in, I don't remember why, or maybe they summon him. And they're all like, tell us you love us. Thank you for the lessons. And Eric just keeps saying, tell us you love us. Tell us you love us. And then they all leave one by one. They say goodbye. And to an empty, oh my God, I'm going to cry. To an empty classroom, Mr. Feeney just says, I love you all. Class dismissed. That's on my list too. It gets me every time. I know. And like, honestly, I watched watched this show pretty much out of order because I just watched reruns, you know? Yeah. And so I, so I was confused at like when that exactly happened because it makes sense that that's like the last like thing. It's the last uh, line of the series. Yeah. But I, because he was in like their high school classroom or middle school classroom or whatever, I thought that was like before, like when they graduated high school and then they left for college, but then the show got renewed. So like they kept going. I did not know that that was, the last thing that happened it's it's the very last line of the entire series and it's it's beautiful it's a gorgeous way to end the show yeah and i love i really love that they did that because i think in later seasons the show really became about Corey and topanga and their undying love and sean and Corey and their undying love and um i think the first few seasons are really about 
this relationship between Corey and Mr. Feeney. I think you could argue that in a weird way, the relationship between Mr. Feeney and the Matthews boys is the, the relationship of the show. Cause it's all. Yeah. About- I mean, honestly, like there wouldn't really be a show without that relationship between Corey and Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Mr. Feeney really ties everything together. You know, like, I guess you could have a show with these, you know, kids like being friends and whatever and dating, but like, I don't know. I just feel like Mr. Feeney is like the constant. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Oh my God. I just realized something that's not on my list that definitely needs to be. It's it's on yours. So like, it's okay. Like I know it's on yours. (laughs) Oh, I'm so intrigued. I know. Okay, so know? I'm so intrigued. I dude, I know. Like, I don't know why I didn't think of this. If but... we go through the general list, uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, so my next general one is um, Sean related. It's Sean talking to Corey's little brother, um, and it's something that I mean, I I really went off like. Oh right, when yeah. when he's in like the incubator. Yeah, I really went off um, things that. Like, just from my head, because I feel like we're thinking top moments, like, these are top moments for me that, like, I think about, and, like, I didn't do much research, and this was, like, one of the first things that I thought about. Um, so, basically, I think it's the last episode of the season, what happens is, um, so, Amy Matthews is, is pregnant, and she has a baby, but, like, it has health problems, and at one point, like, they can't do anything more for this baby that they named um, Joshua um so the baby's in an incubator and they're just waiting to see like if he's gonna pull through and sean has been on a road trip like you know one of those road trips to like find yourself and Corey, like yeah, his dad died yeah um and Corey like has been wanting him to come home and so sean shows up in the hospital because he's like heard about this which like in itself like makes you want to cry um and then he um goes into the room and talks to the baby, and he says, oh, my God. He says, hi, I Josh. I you wrote all these things down. That's amazing. Go ahead. This I'm looking at on my phone. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should probably know this. Um, he says, hi, Josh. I'm Sean. Look, this is the second time I've been in the hospital this year, and I don't really like the way the first one turned out, so I want you to listen to me. I've been out of town. See, I was in a real bad way, and I went looking to see what's important in my life. I met a lot of people out of town that were looking for the same thing. Now you're in a real bad way, and I came back here because I want to tell you something. Don't go out of town. Don't go anywhere. Life's right here with these people, with your family and my family. We got the greatest family there is, Josh. We want you to be with us so we can watch you grow and see you change and make great memories together. Uh. I know. So basically, like, anytime Sean, like, says something about like being part of the Matthews family. It's just like, it just gets me. Now I'm thinking of a moment that is incredible that I completely left off my list. See, there's so many moments. That's okay. We'll get to it. We'll do honorable mentions at the end of these, the ones that we're thinking of. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, I watched that. Um, or I watched a part of that episode when I was looking at um, the donut in the sky thing. Cause that's the same episode where she does donut in yeah. the sky yeah, again. Um, oh, that episode. 
that whole storyline, it's the the thing about it is I'm sure that if you were watching it for the first time as an adult, you would be like, okay, cool, no problem, whatever. This is just a normal show. But we were watching this, and the core audience for this TV show, when it was being written, was 14-year-olds. And mm-hmm. so the fact that they were handling and dealing with such serious topics is so incredible to me. Oh, that's so beautiful. And also, no one delivers a sappy monologue like Sean Hunter. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. <laughs> I tell you, what a dreamboat. He's the only celebrity I've ever met that I like could not speak to. Really? Yes, when I met Sean Hunter, aka Ryder Strong, he was so nice and he he reached out and he's like, "Hi, I'm Ryder." And I cuz I was meeting him for for this like it was basically like a meet and greet situation but at a political rally um, cuz he's mm. like big in the Democratic Party. And I was like 15 I want to say and he reached out his hand and the show had ended it was over but it had been only over for like a year and I was just like (laughs) 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 horrifying I still have the signed photo somewhere when my mom was moving out of our house in in California she was like I'm throwing this away and I was like if you do that you're dead to me oh my god it's sun damaged it's like horrible but I'm keeping it forever it's Sean Hunter he was my first love for sure. Ugh. Okay. So basically, you are you are me when I normally meet celebrities. You're normally the cool show one because you're pretty used to it right now. I'm so I have always been so cool about celebrities. I don't know why, but I've always been one of those people who's just like, "Hi, nice to see you," and then I freak out later. Like I'm very good yeah. at my game face, and I could not do it with this dude. Lost my ever loving mind. I don't blame you. Uh, but it like it's Sean anyway. <laughs> I can imagine what would have happened if you were with me when I met uh, Will Friedle. Oh, jeez. I probably would have started <laughs> screaming at him like, Mr. Fady! <laughs> or I would have done my favorite Feeny call of all time, which is when he just goes, Feeny! Oh, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I left off of my list that I knew was going to be on yours. It's my honorable mention on the fun. Because okay. there wasn't not- one specific one. So I was like, my honorable mention is all of the Feeny calls, plus Mr. Feeny's reaction to them, where he's just like, I- at one point he actually says, you are not calling a duck. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love, I don't know why, I just love it. The Feeny call is amazing. I love the Feeny call. That's so much in middle school. Like, just into the ether. Like, we did the Feeny call a lot. Oh, well, because the Feeny <laughs> call is a classic. A classic. Um, okay, okay, my turn, yeah? Okay. So, my next... Uh, okay, let's see. My next one is uh, a big one. And I could not pick a... I actually do have a specific moment in mind that is my favorite moment. But, like, I, I felt like a list of this matter of this magnitude could not be written without including the best episode or at least the most popular episode of Boy Meets World of all time. And then there was Sean. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah. So the moment that I've chosen as like my favorite moment of the whole season, but the whole episode of the whole, ep- of the whole series, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I really love when they kill Kenny with the pencil. <laughs> Oh my god, that's me too. That's on my list. And he slides down, and he slides down on the pencil, like because it's gone all the way through his head. There's a lot, a, a line of pencil streak on the wall, and Corey walks over, and he just goes, "We'll always remember he was this tall." That's my exact moment. I picked out two. Stop that it. is so funny. I just think that is the funniest thing. Like when I saw that, that was like a whole new level of humor that I was exposed to. 
I like my mind was blown when I saw that yeah. moment. And that's where um, Ben Savage really excels is when he's just so straight laced and like saying the most insane things. Oh yeah, you're totally right. I love that moment. I think that moment's incredible. It's on. I it's so funny, but I put it on my general because I just think that whole episode is is a masterclass in pastiche. Like, yeah, out of that whole episode, there's so many moments, yeah. but that is, I agree, the funniest. I also love. The other thing that I really love, but it's not one specific thing, but I, it's, it happens over and over, is I love how they keep saying, just just like in the blockbuster film, like, the killer is one of us. Oh, and there's yeah. one part where Eric goes like, killer, killer, you're the killer. And I know you're going to tell me that you're not the killer, but but you are. Just like in that movie, killer, killer, you're the killer. And I know you're going <laughs> to tell me that you're not the killer. It's just like, that movie, that, that episode is so off the rails fantastic. There's so many great moments. But that moment with Kenny where the pencil line is there, we'll always remember he was this tall, is just so fucking good. And it just good. says it so seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Halloween's coming up, and I'm going to have to rewatch that episode. It's so good. And I, I, I love how right before that happens, when they're in detention, it, and, like, the reason he's killed with a pencil is because um, – earlier he asks Topanga for a pencil and I just love that they're like Sean calm down we're broken up it's fine and he sits down and then Kenny just goes hey Topanga can I borrow a pencil and Sean bursts into frame and he's like they're not divorced Kenny (laughs) they're just going through a few problems right now I know what you want with that pencil (laughs) yeah he's like I've asked a lot of girls for pencils okay I know what it means (laughs) he's like he's like nobody borrows more pencils than Sean Hunter (laughs) That is so. That is such a great, weird, screwy slapstick performance. And I actually, like, Corey, Corey and Eric go, like, way more crazy as the series goes. And Sean gets way more sad as the series goes. That kind of yeah. seems to be their trajectories. And I love how wild and crazy Sean is in this episode. He's amazing. Uh, oh, it's so amazing. From start to uh, from start to finish. Jennifer Love Pfefferman. That's okay. what I was going to say. I was like, let's not forgive Jennifer Love here at playing Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Can I call you Feffy? Everybody does. <laughs> so good. That episode oh is incredible. It's my number one when I was like, ma- when I was ranking, it was my number one. We're going to have to rewatch that episode, um, like, because it's Halloween. And then at some point during a future episode, we're going to have to keep talking about it. It's like, just so good. Um, I could literally just recite the entire episode and be like, you're welcome. This is the greatest podcast you've ever heard. It's so- it's a perfect script. It's so good. It is. Jeez, it's oh. so good. This isn't on my list, but I do love when they get um, really meta, like they kind of do in that episode. And there's this one episode where they're like visiting a set and the set of the show is exactly like their show. That's on one of my lists. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Well, okay. I won't talk about it anymore (laughs) if it's on your list. It's it's so good. We'll we'll, we'll get there. It's on my funny list. Okay. Because I think it's genius too. Okay, so the last um, item on my general top moments list is also, like, something that is so funny that it just makes the top of the moments, Um, and I'm sure it's on your funny list. It's um, Eric Matthews, a.k.a. Plays with Squirrels. I left it off my list intentionally because I knew that you would. Dare you. Okay, you're I was kidding. I was like, like, oh, my God, she's going to yell at me for this, but I... I think it's, I honestly, when I was writing on my list, I was like, it feels like it's missing something. It's obviously missing Plays with Squirrels. I mean, that is really just iconic. But yeah, like, it was just the highlight of his time on the show. Like, I, like, there's nothing to say. (laughs) Like, it's just so good. 
when they're all talking about how they're in marriage counseling and plays with squirrels just interrupts and goes i married a moose we don't need counseling um it's so good dude yeah and he actually when he comes um back on girl meets world he comes back as plays with squirrels what yes he shows up at the door so that's a prophecy it's I don't, I don't honestly, like, I can't, I couldn't really tell you, like, no, 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 okay, so what I can tell you is, he is, god, that episode is so funny, he kills it, he, um, goes on to be a senator, or, like, whatever, like, they have in Canada, of, like, a, um, he's allowed to do that, even though he's an American? Yeah, um, and he says it's France, because they speak French, and Topanga's like, no, like, it's French, like, it's french canadian people and like that goes on and it's so funny um and so yeah so he is actually like the mayor of this small town in france and um he tells the girls that he dresses like this um so he can better like fit in with the people in the town and so they like feel comfortable with him and (laughs) so he just kept his place with scrolls costume and he's got like this long beard and i think he does this in the show at that the original moment um he like separates his beard and like he's has like a lollipop on a necklace yes i think that is me og yeah that episode that's such an incredible that whole like it's it's two episodes i think it's a two-parter where they they get into the prank war and then they kind of break up the friendship that whole thing is fire and that flash forward like how they solve it is ridiculous what is it lose one friend lose all friends lose yourself yeah exactly that's actually really profound i used to think it was so yeah. stupid but it's actually super profound and i think he brings out the book in girl meets world because the thing is is that the two girls are in an argument and he's like this is what i've learned and they read it Stop so it. yeah incredible yeah, that moment's a classic. It deserves to be on the list. It's excellent. It's so good. Thank you. What yes. was the moment that you thought of? Oh, wait, I have one more, and then and then we can do that, I guess. But I want to hear the moment that you, like, thought of that you didn't put on your list that you thought of. It was the Feeny Call. Oh, the Feeny Call. So excellent. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Okay, so my last one is uh, – Season four, episode 15, Chick Like Me, the episode where Sean dresses up as a girl. He's such a good looking girl. Which is actually, this episode is on both of my lists for different reasons. So the reason it's on this list is the episode at the end is that is the moment at the end where he's playing foosball with his date, still dressed as I believe her name is Veronica. And he starts, um, and the date comes over to help Veronica, quote unquote, adjust her stride or whatever. And he, like, touches her, like, on her – I'm just going to say her her pronouns for this. He touches her on her, like, waist leading up to her boobs. And Sean turns around and is like, please stop doing that. And he, like, basically won't take no for an answer. And when he's like, I don't want you to touch me like that, um, it's really intense. The uh, the date says, you're certain – I thought you liked to have a good time. You're certainly dressed like it. And she's wearing, like, a little velvet, like, dress, like a little skater I dress. And she, and I remember the outfit very clearly. And Sean just goes, I thought this looked nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so sad and funny and just so sweet. And then 
And then the date says says something along the lines of like, oh, maybe I, I thought you were into guys. I guess you like girls and tried to do that shit. And then Sean was like, as a matter of fact, I do. And then punched him in the face and just goes, this is for every girl I've ever known. That's pretty heavy for a teen show. Especially in the 90s. Like, 90s. now I, I would get it, but that was not recent. No, it was not. And it's so... Ugh. It's just like, I think that moment is so good. I think that whole episode is great. I have another moment on my funny list that I can't wait to talk about from that episode that I think is truly, the probably uh, Ben Savage's best work <laughs> in that episode. Um, and I, I just think that moment is so amazing. And I just, I love that they were, that they spent actually a lot of the things on my list are about the way that men interact with women. And I think it's really cool that they did that. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. I did have one honorable mention, uh, which, which is like so dramatic that I cut it. Cause I was like, that's ridiculous. But it's that <laughs> moment where, do you remember the, the few episodes where Eric was dealing with that kid who was up for adoption? Like he was doing yeah. like a big brother thing, Tommy. I, I had for a little while on my list, the moment where Tommy's up for adoption and, and, and he doesn't want to go cause he wants to stay with Eric and Eric has to basically Harry and the Hendersons him and be like, I don't want you. Mm-hmm. even though all he wants is him, but he's like, you have to go be with your new family. Now I don't want you. And I think it's really, I, the reason I, I, I included it for so long is because I think it's really worth noting because that's when Eric is crazy. Like, like that's when they've really put Eric in as the weird, insane one. And then they randomly gave him this beautiful plot line. And, uh, I just thought it was so cool. And yeah. so sad. I mean, truly tragic. But I loved yeah. that they, I thought it was cool that they wanted him to be multifaceted. But I cut it because I was like, this is ridiculously dramatic. Can I make you feel better about it? Yeah. So it is very sad how it happens in the show. But in Girl Meets World, Eric is tapped to run for senator of New York. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, and he, they hold a debate for him at the school against the other guy that's running and they're talking about, like, school. And the opponent is like, what do you know? Like, you don't have kids. Like, you can't talk on the subject. And a kid stands up from the audience. And he says, I actually knew Eric Matthews really well. And I can say that while he doesn't have kids, what he did for me was the most adult and, like, parental thing. And the best thing that could have happened to me. Because now I have a really great family that loves me. And that wouldn't have been possible without him. And he's like... Tommy and it's Tommy and it's like it's so cute and like such a great ending like so many years later to that storyline so oh my god <laughs> that's so beautiful it was beautiful yeah like Girl Meets World got a little intense but like it did some things very right and that was one of them wow yeah. I'm gonna look that episode up and watch it because I think that show's on Netflix and I would like to see that because I, I mean, it gets, it's actually, got, I, I thought that storyline was so incredibly sad. And um, every single time that I'm like just scrolling or, or watching, if, if Tommy's in it, I just can't, I, I switch off because it's just so depressing to me, which is again, why I cut it. Cause I was like, this is heavy. That little kid is so cute too. Like oh. he's such a little nineties cute kid. I know when they have the same haircut, that like really, really intense bowl cut. So good. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Okay. So that's our general lists. I feel good about the things we chose. I really I do. Feel so I feel so good about it, Dana. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of, oh, the thing that I thought of um, while we were talking, I was like, oh, I can't believe I didn't include that because there's nothing I love more, again, than Sean feeling like part of the Matthews family. Don't remember the episode. Don't 100% remember the context. But I feel like you're going to remember the moment because it's a pretty big moment for Sean Hunter fans. Um, There's an episode where Sean starts drinking really heavily. Remember? And um, he gets drunk a lot. I believe he's staying at the Matthews house at the time. I think it's the season after Mr. Turner gets injured and he's staying at the Matthews house and he's drinking a lot. And um, it's a, it's an episode with Angela because I remember um, at one point Angela's like, sweetie, let's just go. And she tries to move him and he kind of shoves her and he's like, just go then if you want to go. And she says to him, I don't like that you drink. Call me when you don't. But the moment that I'm thinking of is Mr. Matthews fucking lays into Sean. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I love you like I'm your dad is basically the gist of it. And he screams at him. And he's like, stop yelling at me like, like, like you're my, like you're my dad. And he's like, I will yell at you like, like I'm your dad because you are my son or something like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously I didn't prep for it because I completely forgot it happened. But my goodness, that moment always gives me goosebumps, always makes me cry. I really love Mr. Matthews. I know, dude. What a good dad. And I mean, really just TV dads. just the way the way that the Matthews family just love Sean. And they what I like about Boy Meets World is that they also are like, Sean, what you're doing is unacceptable. Like they're really good at calling him out mm-hmm. with that while still loving him unconditionally. Even if they're like, you need to get out. They try to keep Sean and Corey apart a couple of times, but because Sean is being really destructive. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is really um like, Corey loves to yell at his parents and be like, you guys are so awful. I love Topanga. Sean's my best friend. But they're really steadfast parents, I think. I love that Matthews. moment with Mr. Matthews. Corey definitely, like, treats his parents pretty, really bad during some episodes. I know. I was watching one episode today because I was just kind of, like, trying to see if there was any moment I could use to edit my list or switch it. And there's a moment where they think that Corey and Topanga have eloped. And... um so Mrs. Matthews comes up and gives this, she's like, I guess it's my turn to give a speech. Like they don't, they don't know that they actually have decided to, to wait and not get married, um, to just be engaged for a while. But so they kind of walk into a surprise newlywed party and Mrs. Matthews tries to give a speech and she's like, and she starts and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I think this was a mistake. I wish you'd gone to Yale Topanga and Topanga leaves. Cause she's really upset. And Corey just like lays into his mom. He's like, you're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, did you say that? I'm like, basically, he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, I love Topanga. I will always love Topanga. And we didn't get married because she wanted you to be there. And I remember watching it when I was a kid and being like, oh, they their love is so pure. And now I'm like, Amy was totally right. Like, you graduated from high school 25 minutes ago. You ran off to get married, and she's supposed to pretend like it's cool. She's allowed yeah. to be pissed. I would be pissed. And also, I still maintain that Topanga should have gone to Yale. Oh, for sure. If we're going to talk about it. I had another honorable mention on that list where they actually have a fight about the fact that Topanga didn't go to Yale. Because I thought it was really interesting that they were, like, not pretending it was fine. But then they kind of get over it really fast. And I was like, I don't care. But Topanga should have gone to Yale. Yeah, but, like... But she decided not to go to Yale. Like, he told her to go to Yale. Everybody told her to go to Yale. She decided to not go to Yale. So as a feminist, I have to be like, that's her choice. Yeah, I mean... It would be. It was something that would that would be like really cool to see, like a really um, intelligent and like ambitious woman on TV. Um, but also, like she does well for herself. Like, but also, like it would have ended 
the series or it would have ended her role on the series because you yeah like there's no way to sustain that so like Topanga like knowing you know what I know from Growing's World like she probably would have ended up in the same place anyway like she she's done well for herself they, so. they also I mean at the end the reason that they're moving to New York and doing anything is because Topanga has opportunities it's not like Corey's pulling his damn weight like it's always about how Topanga is the smart one. So they do a they do a pretty good job of compensating. I mean, there was really from a show running perspective, it, they, there was nothing they could do to let Topanga go to Yale and let her stay on the show. It just wouldn't have been sustainable. I mean, the only way it would have worked is if she'd if it was the last season and she was like, "I'm going to Yale," and he was like, "I'm not going to college because I don't need to, but you do," and so I'm just going to go to Connecticut and be with you. Like, there's there's no way to make everyone happy, and yeah. and they did what they could. And I'd rather have a show with Topanga than not. So I guess it's fine. There's also there was also an episode where she kind of like freaks out and she's like, "I'm not going to be a lawyer. I just want to like I just want to like open a shop and like sell like I don't know what it was like hot dogs or something." And like obviously like you know she calms down and it's fine, but. Um, in Girl Meets World, she actually ends up um, buying, like, their, like, local coffee shop that they go to all the time, and she, like, kind of manages it on the side. So it's also kind of like, she got everything that she wanted. In life, yeah. you know I mean? She's the best. I yeah. love Topanga. No question. Do you want to switch over to our funny lists? I super do. I have a lot of rejected ones from this list. Ones that I was like, I have to whittle it down, so I'm cutting this, and I'm cutting this, and I'm cutting this. Okay. It was really hard to be. So- my first one we've already talked about, which was in the Halloween episode, and Corey says we will always remember he was this tall. So good. Um, <laughs> that was my top. That was my first one. It's so good. Um, the one that I'll address first then is uh, is is an episode called Eric Hollywood, and it's the one where that, that you mentioned where they go to LA and they they um, he gets a so what happens is Eric eric's in college he fills in on some show I don't remember what some some Shakespeare play and someone picks him up and is like I want you to come. Uh, audition for a role in this sitcom and the sitcom is called kid gets acquainted with the universe and he walks on a set and it's his parents house it's that set and they're all all of the actors are opposites of their characters so so ben savage who plays Corey, i think his name's like bread savage or something (laughs) in this alternate reality and he he's a monster and all of the writing staff are children and he goes over and yells at them and he's like this script is terrible do you know what your writing is poopy (laughs) and they're all like it's not poopy you're poopy (laughs) they all storm out and then the um the topanga actress is like really really ostentatious and she keeps she bursts into a room at one point she's like hi and like uh Ryder strong's character snyder or whatever his name is is so oh, shy and afraid yeah oh so cute i love seeing him like that because he was just, like adorable it's just so great and to me it's a really iconic moment and i i honestly originally had it on my generalist and then i switched it to funny because at the time i had too many general things and i thought it was more funny than but i just thought that was so clever and hilarious and i just i really love that little it's- segment I also uh, remember really well. Um, I think Mr. Feeney was there too for some reason, and there was, was like no, Miss. Yeah, Mr. Feeney went with Eric, and he yelled at yeah. him about how there was only nine desks in the fake exactly. classroom. And they're like, "This is not realistic." <laughs> he was like, and he's, he's like, just in there. He's like, "You called this a classroom? There are only nine desks." <laughs> and they're like, "And they're like, we'll make well our 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 um our camera tricks will make it seem like there's more." And he's like, "I don't think so." Exactly. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Like, exactly. Whatever. Oh, it's so good. I I think that that whole thing is so meta and so funny. And I, 
I really love um, Boy Meets World does that a few times where they like break the fourth wall in some way. There's one episode where Topanga is babysitting a little kid and um, Corey goes over to like make out with her while she's babysitting. But she's like, no, we're actually going to like hang out with this kid. And um, Boy Meets World had just been moved into a new time slot where it was not going to get watched at all. And the kid comes downstairs and is like, I want to watch my TV show. It used to be on Thursdays at 8, but now it's Fridays at 9. And Corey's like, why would they do that? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, but no one's going to watch that. And he's like, they're trying to kill us. They're trying to kill us. (laughs) I remember that now. Boy Meets World does this consistently where like probably once a season, they just they basically just like give the finger to the network and they're like check this out we're we know we're a tv show and i always think it's brilliant but that eric going on to the sitcom is my favorite by far so my next favorite is also um eric related there's so many eric ones on here i mean this is the eric show now if you don't like eric you can you can hang up now it's fine um you can hang up now um so i don't know the context i think it might be when he wants to be like a weatherman I know exactly what you're going to sing. Can I, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. When a crime breaks out, all the cute girls No, but that's next. To put it on pause. I'll wait. <laughs> okay. So, um, he is talking to his parents and he's like explaining his reasoning. And he's like, it's just, just, it's so small, but it's like, I could giggle about it for hours. He's like, so I said to myself, Kyle, and they're like, ah. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's what I call myself. I love that moment. Oh, my God. I totally forgot that that happened. That is so good. I could giggle about that for so long. Like, it's so random, but it's such, like, his humor, and he does it so well. Ugh. Like, Kyle, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Yeah, that's what I call myself. Oh, my God. That <laughs> moment is so good. I totally forgot that that happened. Oh, that's so great. Um. My next moment, I'll do the other one that uh, that we've kind of already mentioned, which is from Chick Like Me as well. It's when, because originally in that episode, Corey's supposed to dress up as the girl, and he's like so unbelievable as a woman that they tra- switch it to Sean. But then he goes incognito as a waitress at Chubby's. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and he comes out in this crazy curly wig and these like ridiculously large boobs, and he comes up to the booth where Sean is uh, is incognito with his date, and he just goes. How you doing, honey? I wish I could have been there, like, on that set when they were filming that episode. Like, it was probably the funniest thing. I mean, just, it's... Like, seeing it, them coming out in their costumes. It's like. just so good. Like, he's clearly a 14-year-old boy. He has the skin and the face of a young person, but he comes out and he's like, I'm clearly a 50-year-old woman. <laughs> Like her name, his name is Cora, and he's like, Cora is my name. <laughs> like it's just that whole thing is so. Oh my god, it's so good. Anyway, also, can you imagine like, like what good like good actors they are that they're like adolescent boys, and they're like, okay, today for work, I'm gonna get dressed up like a ridiculous woman, and I'm gonna play into it and like do it well. Like I just can't even imagine. Like yeah, it's they're just so and professional and adorable yeah that it was amazing it was that's so funny um so my next one I actually I should have done more research into it because it just occurred to me that this might not actually be an actual quote from the show but if it is like holy shit this is really good and hilarious so um it's when they're in college and I don't know the context but the context does not matter 
Um, one of the professors is informing everybody that, quote, Angela got an A on her essay titled Maintaining Black Identity When You Have Three Very White Friends. <laughs> do you remember this? I do. I don't know if that's the exact quote, but that's the gist of it. Okay, because I did not remember that at all, at all. And I was like, whoa, that's so, cool. It's, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Angela's amazing. She's really not featured on my list pretty much anywhere, but she's freaking incredible. She is. Um, and I'm really glad that they, I think the actress got angry because she didn't think that she was going to be invited to Growing World in any capacity, but she was. And it was really great. Okay. And it was kind of like a um, closure on their relationship. Mm-hmm. Sean and Angela. Do you remember the episode when Corey all over the place, like, Sean and Angela. There, it was like a Christmas episode, and they were like, who wants to string popcorn around the tree? And Corey was like, Sean and Angela! Oh, right, he's trying to get them back together as, like, the Christmas yeah. present. There's also the great moment. It was on, it was, uh, it was on my, my, my long list for um, general moments. There's an episode in season six called The Truth About Honesty. It's the episode you, that you might remember it because of this. It's the episode where Topanga uses Corey's razor, and he freaks out. And she's like, how are you going to feel when I use your toothbrush? And he's like, huh? <laughs> but um, they, they basically decide to be totally honest. And then they go to a dinner party at Rachel and Jack's. And they have this whole um, honesty game that they play. And they ask uh, Sean, like, if you could spend the night with anyone, no strings, who would it be? And he picks Angela. So they go and they try to, like, have sex, no strings attached. And he can't stop talking to her about his emotions. And she's like, get out of here. I'm done with you. Like, she's such a badass. Angela rocks. Yeah. And then they say, they use the phrase, "coried out. <laughs> he's like, I really coried out this situation, huh? And she's like, I don't know. And then he's like, I just think that communication is. <laughs> he's like, I just think communication is really important. And then Sean just goes, oh, my God, I'm both of them. <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel like I... At some point, they were like, okay, who does this character of Sean really need in their, in his life? And they came up with Angela, and she was perfect. She's phenomenal. It actually, to me, the saddest thing about the whole season, the series ending, is that Sean and Angela are not together at the end, which is also, I think, the most correct, like, something that no other shows ever have the balls to do, mm-hmm. but was so, so genius and so beautiful and so heart-wrenching, is that... Yeah, um, Sean and Angela uh, were not together. I was so sad. I actually read a quote um, from the show creator about them, about like, hey, like when Sean comes back for Growing Twelve, like, is he are him and Angela going to be together? And he's like, no. And his reasoning behind it was that like, not everybody can be Corey and Topanga. Like, Ugh. their relationship was one of a kind, and like, we have to be realistic about like how rare that is you know and that's a really wise and correct thing to say yeah i can't argue with it can't argue with it at all i don't remember whose turn it is i think it's mine what what (laughs) is the honesty game to play at the same time when like um like mr feeney's asking them them questions like writing it down like the oh no okay this is the couples game mr feeney is asking the couples questions and it's um eric and rachel rachel what is eric's favorite fish penguin penguin (laughs) and then when they're like oh my god penguin and then eric just turns up his card he just goes bam and says penguin (laughs) but it's spelled incorrectly no that's it's not the same but i also love that episode 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Whose turn is it? Do you remember? I'm sorry. I hijacked it with that thing, the truth about honesty. No, I'm sure it's your turn. How many do you have left? Two. I have three left. Okay, you're right. It is my turn. Uh, my next one is in season four, episode five, when Eric dates that girl who's really sunshine and rainbows, and then she oh, he yeah. breaks up with her, and she writes all those songs called Shallow Boy and like Loser Freak and all of those songs about him. That girl creeps me out. When that I girl was, was so scary. But I just love that she wrote all those songs. And then all that happened was Eric just kept walking into rooms. And he was finally at home. And he was like, nobody here listens to those songs. Thank God I'm safe. And then Morgan comes in with her Walkman on. And she's like, he's a loser freak, loser freak. And she's like, I can't believe you're my brother. <laughs> and he's just like the worst. And then I think she, oh yeah. And, at, but my favorite is when she writes a song, he's listening to the radio and the song is called Eric Matthews. You're so vain. You probably don't even know that this song is about you. <laughs> That's good. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Um, so my next one is the good looking guy. It's so good. It's not on my list. I almost included it, and then I didn't, and I've been thinking about it all afternoon. Like, I should have put good-looking guy on there. It's so good. Do you know all the words? Yes. Should we give context first? You can. So, from what I remember, Eric is, like, down and out. Like, he's not doing anything, and he's just sitting on his couch, and he's eating Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, he graduated from high school, and he decided not to go to college. Like, he's taking a leap year, and he's just being depressed. Yeah. Eating cocoa puffs and like squirting um, chocolate syrup into his mouth, um, which he also does later on in *Growing Swole*. Doesn't he also put them both in his mouth and then shake to like yeah. mix them together? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like watching like a detective or like a spy show, and he's like, "This is like this guy's job is easy. Like I could do this." And I think he falls asleep and he has a dream, and it's like the title sequence to a like a detective spy show starring him. And it goes, yeah, it goes, it goes, when a crime breaks out, all the cute girls shout, get the good looking guy. (laughs) When there's a crime out there, he's gonna comb his hair because he's the good looking guy. Book him good looking. (laughs) If I recall what actually happens, he has the dream. It it doesn't go into the montage. He comes in. He's like, mommy, daddy, I figured out what I'm going to do. He sings the song for them. And then. He goes to the mall or something and he finds some sort of video production company and he films like a thing and he puts the VHS and he's like, look what I saw. And it's like this. And there's like a chorus of people being like, when a crime breaks out, all the. Oh, yeah. And it's like him running in front of a green screen with a water gun. Like (laughs) that moment is so incredible. Yeah, that's that's so like, honestly, that and Plays with Squirrels are, I think, his top funniest moments. Oh, he's so funny. I mean, yes, but yes. I actually have one more Eric Matthews moment that I think is truly one of his top funniest moments. I can't believe you haven't included it. I'm shocked. Okay, okay show me up. Okay, so I'm going to save that for last then. Oh, okay. So my next moment is in Season 5, Episode 10 an episode called Last Tango in Philly. It's an episode where Topanga and Angela want to go dancing and Corey and Sean keep saying, no, they're not going to do it. And then Jack and Eric and Mr. Matthews and Mr. Feeney all join in and all six of them 
go to this tango club at the end of the episode and they're like, we don't understand women at all, but we're going to try. And they're like, hit it. And they play a song. Yeah. And they all come out and do this like ridiculously stupid dance, including Mr. Feeney. And that's why I included it because Mr. Feeney doing these dances is truly the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Yeah, like the hip thrusts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the hip thrusts are incredible. Um, there's one moment where they like do this weird pirouette thing. It's like this jazz thing. And he looks over his shoulder very coquettishly and it's like fire. Oh my God. It's incredible. I love that moment. It like equally makes me uncomfortable, but it is also very funny. I rewatched it today and I was laughing so hard. I was like, that is so stupid and funny. And Mr. Feeney is hilarious in it. Yeah, it was so cute. Like all the guys coming together to like do something for the girls in their lives. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So my last one is like, admittedly, this isn't one of the show's top funniest moments, but like I, I, for me it is. And I remember actually like doing this when I was a kid and I, and I saw the episode. So like in college, um, in, like, the student, like, lounge that they always hang out in, there's, like, a beat poetry night, and Corey decides to go up and, like, do beat poetry, and it's the very end of the episode, like, after the credits or whatever, and it's, like, the closer, the cold closing, and he has, like, bongos, and he does this beat poetry, and it goes, peaches in the canned food aisle, peaches, heavy syrup. (laughs) <laughs> that's it <laughs> and I did that so often I would just like bang on things when I was like a preteen and like do that and my parents were like what are you doing and I'm like it's funny guys <laughs> Corey is an amazing character he's really incredible okay yeah, he's really well he's amazing. okay so what have I not included there is an episode in season four it's episode 11 it's titled an affair to forget And it is when Eric Matthews performs his one-man show, Eric Matthews, Look at Me, Look at Me. (laughs) Because he finds out, it's during his gap year, it's after Good Looking Guy, he he finds out that his mom and dad have gone to see a show in Philadelphia, a one-woman show that they paid 30 bucks for to hear a woman talk about her life. And so he was like, I will make a solo show. And it opens... And it opens to the sound of a baby crying and he's wearing a turtleneck over his head and he pulls himself through the turtleneck and he goes, I am born. (laughs) And then he's like, June 24th, 19 something something. John Paul II is elected Pope. (laughs) And later he's like, second grade, on the bus. I poo in my pants. No one (laughs) likes me. And it's just all at that. It's, It's so funny. It's fire. I, yeah, I vaguely remember it. And like it's, the it's, it's worth it for the reaction shots of Mr. Feeney, who, like, went there alone. He's just like... <laughs> God bless that man. I know. God bless Mr. Feeney, the most supportive person in the whole world. Right. Um. That, so that's my number one, and I think that that is Eric Matthews. I mean, that is so funny. And I used to quote that all the time when I was younger. I'd be like, every time anyone would be like, how are you doing? I'd be like, I am born. <laughs> I have a couple of honorable mentions. I don't know how good they are, but they were moments that really made me laugh today when I was looking at funny moments. All right, go for um, it. There's an episode where Angela's dad comes to town 
but in the in the episode previous Topang like the boys had wrestled the girls for Rachel and Jack's apartment and Topanga like beats the shit out of Eric and so Eric spends the whole next episode just appearing out of nowhere and like stalking Topanga where oh. while like ominous music p- plays and it's really funny and then my other moment is in season six uh, Angela and Sean are broken up and they both bring dates out with Corey and Topanga and they go to a karaoke bar <laughs> and it's a competition for karaoke and it, like Corey and Topanga go up and Topanga's like I don't want to sing this song and Corey's like no if we're gonna win we gotta have passion this is a great song it's so exciting <laughs> and Topanga's like I just don't think that we're the people who should be singing this song and he's like Topanga do you want to win or do you want to lose and she's like okay and the song that he's chosen to sing is war and yeah. he's so into it he's like Wah! and she's like huh. what is it good for <laughs> say it again absolutely nothing say it again he's like wah and then it goes to the chorus and he's singing it like that but she's actually playing along and you can totally see them break character because they're just laughing so hard at this whole conceit i think it's a great moment between Corey and topanga yeah i haven't thought about that in so long but i used to think about that all the time that's like like how i approached karaoke my entire young adult life (laughs) you have to play to win and you have to pick a really good song that has a lot of emotional depth and you have to sing it like you mean it. <laughs> like, these were my, like, ideas. That is funny. Are there any other moments that have come up since we started chatting that you're thinking about now? Well, I want to add uh, my favorite moment from Gomi's World. Okay, I'm ready. Lay it on me. That's not Eric-related because there's so many in the few episodes that I he's mean, in. we could do an Eric Matthews appreciation post, but, like, we'd be oh. here all day. I straight up made my dad watch the episode that Eric Matthews first comes back on on Gomez World. Because I was like, this is hilarious. You need to see it. Um, so there's one episode. I might have told you this before. Um, there's this one episode where Corey gets angry because, and I honestly like don't understand it. He gets angry because it's family game night and Riley invites her friends. And he's like, this is a family time. But, like, honestly, if I had a preteen and she wanted to invite her friends over to hang out with her family and play a game, I'd be, like, fucking delighted. But for the sake of, like, you know, the show, he's unhappy. And so he's, like, ta- he's like That's know. hilarious because Corey brought Sean to everything. Right? <laughs> um, but also, like, the, like, I guess you could say, like, a theme of the show is, like, he, he doesn't want her to, to grow up. You know, like, he mm-hmm. still wants his little girl and not go off with her friends. So anyway, so he's like, he's, ta- he's telling him like, like we, like I'm her dad. Like, what have you done for her? Like, did you like, you know, help her when she was sick? Did you change her diapers? And Farco, the little nerdy kid who's Minkus's son, he's like, nope, but we will when she's old. <laughs> I just thought that was like the cutest, funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so sweet like, too so confident that they're still going to be friends when they're like 80 that he's like prepared that that he's they're gonna have to like take care of each other when they're like old (laughs) i I just just love that farkle always goes like i am farkle yeah honestly like that little kid like grew up a bit and over the course of that show and he was like a pretty cute you know looking kid by the time they were done nerds are always cute when they're old (laughs) well that's not necessarily true but (laughs) Yeah, cute that's TV like, nerds are always actually cute. Actually, really cute. Yeah, like I could say a lot about Girl Meets World. Like I honestly think that the group of like four, five, eventually six friends were like 
so go- codependent on each other that I was like, guys, if you keep going at this rate, you're going to need therapy because like they honestly like couldn't do anything without each other. Well, there was do, an- you, do you think that Corey and Sean were codependent like that? Because I think you could make that argument. I, yeah, I think a little bit. But, but I, I also think that the show really dealt with Corey and Sean like understanding that they needed to have lives that weren't revolving yeah. around each other. I mean, they didn't like it was never so much a problem. Like in one episode of Girl Meets World, it's like they first get to high school and they're like really intimidated. And these upperclassmen tell them like, hey, you guys need to go down here. And down here was like the platform like. It was like a staircase that like wrapped around and there was like a landing halfway between. So they're like halfway between floors. Mm-hmm. And Riley's like, okay, that's where we need to go. That's where they told us to go. That's where we're going to be. And everybody else is kind of like, well, we kind of like want to go explore and we kind of like want to meet other people and hang out. And it was like, that was like the problem of the episode that like she was upset that they weren't all doing the same thing. And I was like, girlfriend, you need to calm down. <laughs> This is going to be a problem. Like, they got really codependent. And at the I think the resolution was that, like, they were like, we're sorry. Like, we shouldn't abandon you. And, like, if you feel like we really need to do something, then we trust you. And I was like, guys, like, is this, like, I just didn't feel like that was a good message. You yeah, know? I feel like in Boy Meets World... Corey used to get mad all the time when Sean wouldn't do stuff with him, but like Corey would just go to where Sean was like, or conversely. And then Sean would be like, we can be alone. Sometimes it's okay. And then that would be the resolution is like, we can have our own lives and still be best friends. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Like I remember getting really agitated when Corey got so upset that Sean wasn't going to be at the same college as him, but they like had multiple conversations about it and it was fine. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. I see it. I agree. (laughs) So anyway, I just thought that moment was like really cute. It was my favorite moment from that show. Oh, that is a cute moment. Um, do you want to do your? Well, do you have anything else to say about Boy Meets World before you go into your uh, moment, your rant moment? I'll save my rant moment for next time because I really just want to have a moment. Um, We're where recording we... this on the night that Teen Wolf ends. That's yes. what's going on, guys. Teen Wolf ends tonight. I'm gonna watch it live on the MTV website because I don't have a TV. Um, I just honestly, like, I know that this show has had its highs and lows, but I feel like the highs were so very impressive and really, like, paved the way for future teen TV and, like, even what we're seeing now in, like, Riverdale. I feel like that wouldn't happen if it hadn't been for the successes of Teen Wolf. And honestly, like, personally, I feel like Dylan O'Brien playing Styles Stone. She's really emotional, you guys. That's what's happening. (laughs) You can't see it, but she's in a fetal position on the ground, like just (laughs) holding her knees and rolling. It's amazing the mic can even pick it up. (laughs) I just feel like, I honestly don't know, like, why that character has had such a big impression on me. I guess the closest thing that I could say is that everybody feels sometimes that they're not the main character in their own life, but this character is a really good reminder that even if you feel that way, like, 
there are really great things that are going to happen for you and you mean a lot to others. I guess that's the closest thing to like what I want to express. I just feel like this character has really meant a lot for a lot of people. And like, I know that we call him kind of like the second coming of like Seth Cohen, but like he, Dylan O'Brien like really took it to another level. And, and I feel like the writers really took it to another level with like the development and how seriously they took his character, especially like in the second half of season three. And um, I just feel like it's just, I just honestly like what I'm trying to say is that like I feel really appreciative of this show and like that character and that actor in particular and like while I'm okay that it's that it's ending I'm like really gonna miss that character and I, I'm just really like sad but appreciative that's all I wanted to say <laughs> that's a very nice send-off it's really nice She's really crying, you guys. Like, she's biting her clenched fist to keep from screaming. There's a lot of tragedy. You just can't see it because it's an audio podcast. Yeah. So, all I wanted to say. She's actually not crying. She's affecting this voice entirely. This is all. <laughs> I don't... I mean, when did this show first come out? I want to say, like... The show's been on for... Jesus, maybe. The show's been on for a really long time. And I've been... A, a fan since not day one, but like day three. <laughs> like well, good that you separated yourself from the day oneers. Yeah, I mean, I didn't start watching it until episode three, but like I was there from basically the beginning. So it's gonna be kind of weird that it's not gonna be on anymore. But I felt um, the same way about Pretty Little Liars. I was like, what am I supposed yeah. to do now? Yeah, like I, I'm just wondering if I'm gonna feel like there's a hole in my life now, knowing that there aren't gonna be any new Teen Wolf episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's hard too because it's the summer and there's a lot of shows that are coming out. You know, yeah. and so, so it's like the opportunity is coming to fill that void. But I haven't found anything since PLL ended in June that's really grabbed me that way. Um, I, I think it's because thriller shows, supernatural shows, shows with kind of a, a mystery or, or a plot progression that's really exciting. They're, they're hard to replicate. Like you either like it or you don't. And yeah. um, I mean, I guess yeah. uh, Riverdale is going to kind of take that place which was the intention of the creation of the show so I just hope for them to grow and like build on itself and be really good yeah I hope it lives up to to kind of the legacy it's built for itself because it's um I think the first season was pretty good but I do think it lost some steam uh Mm -hmm. and so I'm hoping the second season is even better because that would be great yeah I agree Um, and with that in mind that's what we're gonna do for next week's episode we're actually gonna um, catch up we're gonna try I don't know if you've noticed but our episodes have a turnaround of like many weeks so because <laughs> we are both in school and both working full-time and we kind of record and then we publish them whenever we get around to it and there's a little bit of a lineup but I'm committing as the poster of the episodes to post everything and get it out before um, Riverdale premieres or soon to win Riverdale premieres so our next episode is actually going to be us talking about the premiere of Riverdale. And that should actually track pretty well. So we're going to watch the premiere of Riverdale. That will be really fun because I think with everything that we've been talking about uh, since we last watched Riverdale, I feel like we're going to have a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Do you have any stray thoughts? Yeah, but it's my rant. And like I said, I'm going to save it for next time. Okay. We're saving it for next time, people. Yeah. Stand yeah. by for for Ariel to yell. 
so loud <laughs> that you have to turn your volume down on your phone. Or just speak very, very passionately. Yes. She's got a Louder. lot to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time. Happy back to school, everybody. Bye. Go fall. Yeah. Autumn rock. <laughs> I fucking love autumn. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> I know. I can't wait for sweaters. <laughs>